Live from New York. It's a show that believes in Brock Purdy, at least most of us. It's First Things First. Huge we'll show today. Why Brock Purdy wins again. Is it finally time for Nick to admit that he's the real deal? <laughs> Meanwhile, will the mediocre Chiefs offense finally come to life? I've been waiting. And finally... <laughs> Three finalists. A lot of finalists. <laughs> Will Dion make an appearance on Upset Ooh. Alert alongside Nick Wright? I'm Kevin Wilds with the new king of Upset Alert, Chris Broussard. Thank you, Miles. Uh, look, I'm glad this isn't going to be a sore spot. It is a sore spot. <laughs> you guessed wrong. We start with the inevitable 49ers. San Francisco won their 12th consecutive regular season game, and Brock Purdy has yet to lose. He lost once to the Eagles, but he needs surgery afterwards. So unless he's headed to the hospital, he's taking dubs. Amen to that. In fact, here's the list of youngest QBs to throw for 700 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Wow. That's a great list. That's that's an even better list than, uh, well. Your Jimmy G list? Dusty the list. (laughs) That's a great list. Great list. Nick, are you ready to believe in Purdy? Come on. No. Oh. Not Did yet. you just see the graph? Am I listen? I, I guess my question is this: Am I allowed to have an opinion that is different than what someone would have if all they had done was they were in a coma, they woke up, and they read the box scores? Am I allowed to, or does that have to be my opinion? Uh, if if that has to be my opinion, we you guys should say it. Because if you had never watched him play, yeah. and you just read the box scores, you would have an opinion. I was in the coma. The, maybe I'm not. The, but if you've watched him play, I put out a very simple test on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, do me a favor, America. Get a little sheet of paper, put check marks for plays, throws where you go, yikes, that was bad, and check marks for throws where you go, wow, that was great." And I ended up doing it, and I came along what, what I think most people did. F- about five yikes and two wows. And I'll show you the wows. Sure. One of them, and by the way, I had to fight with Dusty to get this one included in the I wows. I thought this was a great throw. A great throw. He, and Dusty was arguing could have gotten tipped. I thought it was a great, a great throw. throw. He layers a it great over. throw, Dust. The, the touchdown throw, obviously, at the end of the game. This is a great throw. Now, I'm not certain his eyes were open, but regardless, it was a great throw. Even I'm putting it. See? I'm putting it in the. I'm putting it in the wows. The yikes! I'll show you the worst ones. But we all. It started the game. I, I skipped the very first throw of the game. That's his uh, receiver playing defense. This one is, of course, a perfect Brock Purdy play. It's a disastrous play. That's a 20-yard gain simultaneously. Yeah. And then the play in the end zone. So I. That's all I'm asking. Can I have an opinion based on watching him play? Because if it's just the numbers, Dusty, show me the graphic. Something's going to stand out to you on this. What you have here is five of the greatest players ever. A guy from the CFL who played one year for Eric Dickerson's Rams. Also named 35 years old, also named Brock Oddley. And then what do the other two quarterbacks have in common? Is it the strong jawline, the dimpled chin, or is it playing for the Kyle Shanahan 49ers? And is that not possibly slightly dispositive evidence that I should be able to have a larger sample size before I anoint him? Because based on the numbers, he is not good. Based on the numbers, he is He's great. Oh, okay. Based on the numbers, he is a future MVP. And if you don't think he is one of, hands down, the five best quarterbacks in football, you are actually doing the same thing I'm doing. No, no. What, here's the thing. What? I agree. The reason nobody considers him top five Because the they league, watch the games. Yes. Yep. And you watch the games, but you know what you also consider? The numbers. Okay, it's a combination. It's just like when you talk about whether it's Jordan and LeBron or Brady and somebody, championships. There are always those knuckleheads that want to say, it's just about championships. That's it. And it's like, no. Just because I bring up Jordan or Brady has six doesn't mean it's all about championships, but it's a part of it. There are other factors. Or same thing with people that go all the way 100% on analytics. No, analytics should be a part of the conversation, but it's not all of it. I agree. His, he's not as good as the numbers suggest. 
but he is a very good quarterback. And and I'm he's not Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's an MVP candidate. What I am saying is I think he's a good enough quarterback with that supporting cast. I, I hate to even call it a supporting cast because there's a great cast. team, yep. right, that can win a Super Bowl. I'm not I, saying they will this year, but I think he is not going to hold them back from winning a Super Bowl. You know what he is, Nick? He is like a, he's a true point guard. Not a flashy true point guard like Magic Johnson or Jason Kidd that's going to give you a bunch of wild plays. But he's like a John Stockton. Oh, what okay? about Mario I'm just Chalmers find, with the Heat? No, I don't know. I would not say Mario Chalmers. No, no. Seriously. Okay. This guy is a key cog. You know, like he, he, yes, he doesn't make mistakes. And there are very few quarterbacks you can say that about. True. He was blitzed. 75 percent of the time last night and initially he struggled against it and he's a smart player he picks things up quickly and in the second half you saw he was playing much better did you not think he made mistakes yesterday oh first half he looked bad okay all right go ahead yeah but but i've seen every every quarterback threw it to a what offensive tackle yeah a a week ago so i'm just saying like this kid the numbers are great He's he's smart. He's got poise. He's accurate. There is nothing not to like about him, except his draft position. No, that's th- it. I, well, I disagree. I don't think that's the only thing. I think his I think his physical attributes, and well, I think they, ha- they haven't hurt him. What, I think they will. And and for when, say, at some point, I don't know when he, when he got knocked out of the NFC title game. I think well, it hurt him every a little quarterback oh, that played for them got well, knocked he needed out. Certain ways. So you think he spent more time in the weight room? His I think, Elbow, I think smaller vein. athletes are more injury prone. It's a crazy opinion that well, I know but nobody's only every saying doctor he's the best quarterback with. in the league. No, but so that, that's the he thing can is, clearly compete at a high level in this league. You even go, go. got him in the top fifteen now. I, I got him. I got him around fifteen, and which is I think where you have him. Yes. Yeah, so well, then what are we arguing about? But it, do you we, think that he will hold them back yes. from winning a Super Bowl? Yes. Okay, that's what we're arguing about. Because I see no no reason to believe he'll keep them from winning a Super Bowl because he doesn't make mistakes. I see, well, okay. Six so straight games, including two and three, two in the playoffs well, that he started. I'm not counting the Philadelphia game sure. he didn't finish, where he has yet to throw an interception. That was so, Jimmy G's problem. He would throw the, the make the bad play. So, yeah, this kid isn't making you, those. Go plays. ahead, Wiles. Well. I, do you think Floyd Mayweather is an exciting boxer? No, I think he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, though. Uh, but he's but he's great, and this yeah. is what he does: lots of little jabs, yeah. little yeah, smart plays. Yeah, he's not plays, exciting at all. Survives on defense, occasionally lands a few big shots, doesn't make a mistake, yep. and never loses. That's a good. Brock okay, Purdy, so can I? Why is Brock Purdy Floyd Mayweather? I don't. It's not exciting. Right. You're like, ah, oh, that was kind of boring. It just Very wasn't. Boring. And then you know okay. what? I won again. Okay. I'm not but losing. This is where, all right, so but at I, some point, you have to be like, what do you want Brock okay, Brady? So it, he threw for well, 300 yards. You want to throw for 500 yards? So, no, here's the thing. And this is where I will get a little like the numbers through. Are, let me ask, let me ask you a, a question. What do Philadelphia, Dallas, Minnesota, New Orleans, Seattle, Washington, and Green Bay all have in common? I'll answer In the United States. They're in the they NFC. are all teams Wilds believed in more than Brock Pur- Purdy's 49ers well, three weeks ago. The dice. So when did you buy into Brock? When? <laughs> you know because I three, Because everybody loves the defense. Everybody loves the offense. So to act like I'm Mr. Bad Guy because I had the same skepticism you had 20 days I ago. I don't want to say why I don't believe in them. What? You th- oh, because you're worried they're going to get hurt because Shanahan doesn't protect his players. If that's I didn't the reason, say it, but that okay, is a but not just Brock, just but for there, everybody either. as well. But Which if, if Brock's problem. great, he'll be able to deal with only three All-Pros on offense instead of five. So if he's great, he'll be able to deal with those things. And you guys ask me what I want to see, and I know the gut reaction will be, well, you can't hold this against him. I'm not holding the fact that he has not been in adverse situations against him, mm-hmm. but I am acknowledging. You think he hasn't had adverse situations? Well, we can show it to you. I mean, in the games, take out the NFC title game because we don't count that, and I think that's fair. He's had 50 minutes of football not or trailing. He's trailed for two fourth quarter minutes. I'm not career? holding that against him, but, but, but because of that, that how he, how the Niners will look down four in a big spot. With, with, with having to throw the football he is an throw unknown. He can the football, though. I, but he's he, he literally... He may not throw 40 yards no, down the field on a fly pattern, no, but he can throw the football clearly. Uh, I, I acknowledge that. What I'm saying is we have no idea how he looks when the other team says they have to throw. 
We have no idea. And everybody has to acknowledge that. We've never now part of that's I, I, because they've been so good and you don't hold that against him. Mm-hmm. But to just act like well that box is checked as a positive because it's an unknown, I think is uh, is ludicrous. I would say that being thrown into this lineup last year in the middle of the season was an adverse oh, situation. Oh, I agree. With I would that. say starting your first game across from the GOAT, Tom Brady, is an adverse situation. And the playoff game against Seattle, your first ever playoff game and you go for 300 yards, like he's had challenges. I, I don't, the, I'm not, I guess, right, by adverse, I agree with you as far as what he's overcome. Like he's shown the, the stage has not yet oh, been Oh, I don't victory. think he's going to get nervous. Mm-mm. It's not that I think, like, oh, he's all of a sudden going to turtle. It's whether or not when the defense knows he's got to throw or when one of their superstars is not there, he is good enough to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Because right now I think there are 12 quarterbacks in this league definitively you drop that we all would agree with. You drop into the Niners, they're better. I think there's five more that they're the same, which puts him right around league average. But that's hypothetical. I mean, I, I, he, I, think I think he's, he's better than agree. league average. I mean, if you know, I, I, he's in the top 15, we both agree. And he could climb. I mean, I, I, we've got a small sample size. And so that's why I don't have him ranked higher. If he were to continue to do this I, for the next – Say three years he's just doing this, and maybe one of those years I, is a Super Bowl win. He's definitely I, hired in top the, five, it, bro, uh, 15. He's bro, in the top 10. If, they, if you put him on where Mac Jones is right now, are the Patriots any better? I'm not saying yet that he's a force multiplier. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought because because you're asking me a hypothetical. Of course. But we would if I had asked you a hypothetical – a year ago, what if Jimmy G gets hurt, Trey Lance can't play or is hurt, yeah. and they got to throw in Mr. Irrelevant? None of us would have said he's going to do this. I, None right. of us. That's right. You, Even you with the Shanahan system and all that, you wouldn't have thought this I, Mr. Irrelevant is going to come in I mean, I don't and know. do what I don't, I, I don't you, know. Because there are quarterbacks in Shanahan's system who haven't I get had that, success. But not, but, oh, we're, we're not going to go the down that segment. road. But it should be noted, I believed in this team enough to pick them to go to the Super Bowl before they had Christian McCaffrey with a quarterback who at the time had thrown 40 passes. But you really so, did think he was going to be a good I thought he was going to be good, and I thought that anyone would be good in this system. But that's not true. But with these weapons, Brew, and we're not going to do the No, the we've Nick seen Mullins a lot of thing. weapons. I know, no. but I'm just saying, McCaffrey wasn't there, but a lot of the other ones but were. McCaff- so- and it wasn't just those first two years. It's when even after Jimmy G led him to the NFC every title single game, game, then he got hurt, of this, the team fell off. Every single game of this player's career has been played with either the best or the second best defense supporting him, either the best or a top three play caller supporting him, and either the best or the second best supporting cast around him. So do you take away from James Worthy because he played with the best point guard ever and the best center Uh, ever his entire career? The answer to that question is absolutely people do. People Ooh. don't consider people don't consider Worthy a top thirty all time player. He's a top fifty all time yeah. player. Yeah, they, that's so what he is. They don't knock him. Uh, His okay. numbers don't warrant being top thirty. Maybe we weren't supposed okay. to get the James. So Worthy now you know. James I'm Worthy. I'm just saying. Like, well, I didn't know we were going to hit James Worthy, but we got. <laughs> I can come from anywhere. You're you know, all I'm over just, the place. Yeah. <laughs> spreading around the field. Speaking of being all over the place, let's take a I'm look at the odds. Oh, the NFC. I am too. San Francisco, who you believe in at one, Brew. The Eagles, who you picked at two. Dallas, who you said is the best team at three. Yeah. Then the Lions, who you said you were disappointed in, were on the bud list. Then it's Derek Carr, who is your dark horse MVP at five. Yeah. So, Brew, better bet to win the NFC. I made some good picks. Out of all of your teams. I made some good picks. Better bet. Niners, Cowboys, Brew. Let me explain my craft. Okay, but I know. No. Because, no, I'm going to answer. Apparently, nuance (laughs) and up to date analysis, Mm -hmm. as opposed to cheerleading. It's frowned upon. Who's that a shot at? It's frowned upon on this show. Who's that a shot at? I give uh, objective analysis. That changes I, segment to some segment. Of you, you think it's flip-flopping. It's actually objective. I agree with Now, here's where I'm at. three and four I o'clock. have picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win not only the, the NFC, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yep. I feel good about my pick. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with my pick the whole mm-hmm. year. Okay. All right? I am objective. Are so, you? I said over the first two weeks of the season. Uh-huh. 
The Dallas Cowboys have been the number one team. They have played the best yes. football. They put the best football on tape. But last night. And so I would say they deserve to be a, at the top of your tier. Yes. Because if yes, we just we got to stick with our picks, but yeah. you see then last well, night. we have tears. Yes. But what about last night? New data. No. Yes. New data. Because Dallas was just slightly better than San Francisco in the first few mm-hmm. weeks. Now after last night, because here's the deal. You're asking me not. No, Listen. You are asking me not just who's been better early in the season, but of these two teams, who do I believe in more months from now? Mm -hmm. And it's the same pick I had in the preseason when it was Philly and San Francisco in the NFC title game. So I am riding with the Niners. Here's why. The The defenses are equal. I'd say, they especially, are? yeah, especially with Diggs out now. Okay, maybe. So I think that's a washer, right. you know, maybe slightly oh, sure. doubt, but it's close. Yeah, but you I like think the, more than Dak. They've got more weapons. You know that offensively with, that. with yeah. San Francisco. True. Quarterbacks, I'm going to say wash, but I'm also going to oh, say this about crazy. Iowa Mafia, Brock Purdy. I trust Brock Purdy not to make a mistake. That's good. And Dak Prescott has shown he will make the mistake. Oh, so you so I am going with San Francisco, okay. better chance right. than Dallas so to make I, the well Super Bowl. That was well done. You it, get it the is, nuance, yeah, the no, analysis, I get, I get, I get, I get all or would no, you I like it. this? No, okay. I, I like the, I like the Thank latter. You. What? Thank you. I, I don't know if I need to pantomime cheerleading, but I can be much quicker because I have been what Brew calls cheerleading, I call the bastion Bias. of consistency. <laughs> what do they call me, Wild? Mr. Consistency. Exactly right. And before the year, I said, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the conference. Through two weeks, Brew agrees with me. And something very interesting happened last night. We now have a common opponent, Dallas and San Francisco. Oh, come on. Come on. Wait, no, this, this I will not abide. Hold on. This, I'm an opponent. Wait, is wait a second. Like, well, if he, he wants to hang his hat on that, let him do it. And it's like all of a sudden the Seahawks are better than the Chiefs. I hear you. Like I, I, but if that's what Nick wants to rest his hat go on, ahead. go ahead. Go on. May I finish? Yeah, go. Thank you. Um, I've listened for the better part of a week where the Giants were called, quote, the dregs of the NFL. Woe begone multiple times. You might have set a record for woe begone usage earlier this week when we're talking about the Giants. That's a $6 million dollar And the word. Cowboys, 40 to nothing obliteration of them, was cast aside as if it was Texas playing its annual game against Rice. We then saw those same Giants on short rest without their two best offensive, without their two best offensive players be in a one-score game in the fourth quarter with San Francisco and a game that finished not 40 to nothing, not 30 to nothing, but 30 to 12. And now the argument is, but the Niners are better. It makes no sense. Now, again, my analysis there came across a little biting and maybe even a little boring because consistency and accuracy can be that. But I don't have to explain why I, I have this no, team but here and this that, team here. That but this logic, third team we got to have what? the Lions ahead of the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. They actually beat the Chiefs. They didn't just beat a, a team that the Chiefs yeah, beat by more yes. points. Yeah. They beat the yes. Chiefs. So yeah. are we putting them by ahead that, of the Chiefs? By that logic, you would be totally correct. And if we would like to have that argument, we can have it. However, I, just so you know, have the Chiefs, as we will discuss later in the show, as number one in a in category separate than every other team in the league. So we don't judge that. them by No, no, standard. they have okay. their own standards. They should be, okay. They do. They have their own rules and standards. You can call, bro, who do you have <laughs> higher, the Lions or the Chiefs? The Chiefs okay, are a better so team, but that. no, but I'm saying your logic of they beat so-and-so by 40, no. they only beat them no. by 28 no, no, no. or 18. 18. 18. They only beat them by 18. No, no, no. Bro, it is, it is, it, that's it is, not it is that it the, cow, the Cowboys went over the Giants all week. You must acknowledge. Has been they minimized. They look great. No, no, no. But on this show has been minimized. Yes, I would agree. And now we are elevating the Niners for beating that same opponent in a more injured state, so, qu- in a less impressive I'm not manner. elevating. I'm not necessarily saying the Niners have Come been on. more impressive over three weeks. What I'm saying is if, if you're asking more at the me end of the to year. project fine. who's going to go deeper, I go with the so Niners. So if the Patriots beat the Jets more than the Cowboys beat the Jets, the Patriots better than the Cowboys? The, the two teams. It's okay. This is, wait, no, hold on. Don't ask me that I question and not let me rest you know, his hat on that. The, the, hold on. If there, is, if, if there are two th- teams – 
that appear to be very equal, then you, I think pulling in as much data points as possible is fine. I agree with you. Common opponents by itself and just using it as the transitive property of sports yeah. is idiotic. But when you have two 2-0 teams with great defenses where different people have different questions about their quarterbacks, maybe playing the same opponent within 10 days of itself should be at least slightly useful information. I also but maybe disagree I'm with your James Worthy take. Okay. <laughs> Coming up next, Greg Jennings defends Daniel Jones in his mediocre performance. Next, first That might first. be too kind. Is he really? Mediocre. And a Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. He's going to defend him? Well, I don't know. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free to play game. Well, that hurt. Well, I'm just saying, you said you to throw the ball 70 yards. No, I never said 70. Yeah, you act like a 4 6. Craig, no. <laughs> super six. Nobody who hasn't played in the NFL can run a four six. You're a writer. You know how many high school athletes run four six? He's a Super Bowl champion. Y'all are dumb. Okay. We'll talk about this. You're working for the Akron Beacon Drill. I ran a four six. Yes, that's that's true. Danny Dimes. Greg knows that ain't. I don't think Greg does. Crazy. No, I don't. Go ahead. Greg. Let's get to the topic. Danny Dimes threw 137 yards and an interception. Game was never really close. Here's his primetime numbers. I mean, this is Kirk Cousins-esque here, Greg. I don't think the lights were too bright for him per se, but it just wasn't becoming of a top 10 quarterback or top eight as you have him. And then remember, Aaron Rodgers is out, so he's top seven. And if Joe Burrow's calf hurts, he actually might be top six, according to you. I took some creative liberties there. (laughs) But is Danny Dimes still a top 10 QB? I think it doesn't matter. What I say here, like you guys understand and know where I plant my feet. Yeah. And I'm unwavering there. And let's just it, evaluate it at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Like, let's so, give him a so full I'm not, season. I'm not going to sit here and try to beat a, drum, a dead drum. Like, it is what it is. You know how I feel about Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. But watching that game, I had to question whether he made the wrong decision. Yeah, to yeah. sign back with the Giants. I like because it. I'm like, what? Oh, somebody else was gonna give him sixty million. Can we get some have. help for a brother? Can you, <laughs> in the words of Chris Broussard, <laughs> can you help a brother out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's out there literally by himself. No offensive tackle, no offensive guard, uh, no Saquon. I mean, thankfully, he had some receivers that were actually dressed. They didn't show up, Oof. but they were they were out there in uniform. I mean, look, when we watch that game, the takeaway isn't, man, Danny Dimes lost that game. He doesn't look great. No, it's what is going on with this defense, and can they even protect him? Will he make it through the end of the season? That's my main takeaway when I watch that game Thanks. and Danny Dimes. Sure. All right, um, look. I respect your unwavering support of Danny Dimes, even though I think it was a subtle jab at me. All right? It wasn't a jab. It wasn't that subtle. But just give it up. Okay. Just come off this horse. Look, we've all made bad takes. All right? Nick had the Chiefs going 20-0 that lasted. Still alive. One day. Undefeated one week, Kelsey whatever it was. was. real take. I have ridden hard for the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And I've been wrong. Yeah. Oh, Wilds the first time he's makes his annual Super Bowl pick, and it's always pretty embarrassing for him. Right? <laughs> so it happens. I'm not as down on Danny Dons as Nick, mm-hmm. but this dude has not shown us one iota of a reason to think he's top ten. You want to say he could be a franchise quarterback? He can start in this league long term? Top ten? This is exactly what I'm saying. I'm not going to convince you. Let's let the you season play right out. About that. Let's yeah, let can right I ask that. a different sure. question? Yeah. Do you guys think Dave will trust him? That was my concern last night. My concern watching last night was like, I don't think Dave will – Wants him as his quarterback. So I do. And I, you, you, because I, I, then, so let me just add, let mm-hmm, me finish the thought ahead. and ask him. 
Uh, and it's not because, you know, again, according to Dusty's pass on these things, it's not because evidently he ran a slower 40 time than Brew because he's a 4.8 guy and Brew is a 4.65 guy. Yeah, you know, I, think, uh, I, mean, so, I mean, I watched I, Daniel Jones. I'm like, Brew in his heyday would be tough him. But Four regardless. Blazing sweet. <laughs> so, uh, um, it's because you, the Giants don't have the athletes to – get a bunch of catch-and-run yards against this Niners defense. By the way, outside of the Dolphins, I don't know if anybody has the athletes. Like, hey, we're going to throw a little hitch routes, yeah. and you're going to outrun the Niners linebackers in second. You're just not going to do it. And we saw Daniel Jones, again, I know it was the Cardinals, but in that comeback, drop back and throw that damn football deep down the field because they had no other choice. Mm-hmm. And I hoped going into last night that was going to be Dable saying, or that was going to, let Dable let him do it this week. But instead, clearly because they were kind of within one score the whole game until the very end, he didn't want to let him do it. That was wildly concerning for me for a guy who is definitely their quarterback next year at least because of the contract he signed. So I have a completely different takeaway. Okay, tell me. When I watched that game, I saw a head coach that looked as though I'm going to get my quarterback hurt if I start to drop oh, back. Wow. Because when the, the moment they did it, I'm with you on that. that second drive, Nick Bosa sacked. This is not a team that, that can, can play behind the down and distance. You have to stay ahead Nick of the t- too. I, I would have. And on that, on that particular play, <laughs> you had the tight end. You had I'm the designing. tight end who was going to stay in and help block in pass pro, and he just lets Nick Bosa just yeah. come straight through. So when you strategy. see things like that starting to break down, and it's happened, obviously, week one, you go up against one of the best defense, if, the best defense in football right mm-hmm. now, and then now week three, you go up against another top defense in football. Like, I don't want my quarterback getting hurt when I don't even have the weapons around him to support who I believe he's capable of being. But to your point, with them not having the weapons, Darren Waller has has not shown up. No. None of these receivers have shown up. And when you look across the, the, the field, you get Brock Purdy, who's throwing two-yard passes. and On guys third are and 15, like, throwing behind the line of scrimmage, getting first down. 215 of his yards were yards after, after catch. catch. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is what well, you're well, up against. And, and no, I'm defensively, just, they just it, let him down. Does it turn well. into a sh- sh- taking shots at Brock Purdy? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm just saying, saying what Danny Jones does not have. I agree with you there. Look, if you're not a, and I don't think he's a force multiplier, as Coach Mm-mm. would say, then you need a great receiver. Remember earlier when we made our predictions, I said, I'm concerned that they don't have weapons for him to throw to. And that's what we're seeing. All right, let's talk to Mahal- about Mahomes. Bears at Chiefs, Kansas City, 12-and-a-half-point favorites. Chiefs are now a defensive team, I heard, because through the first two games, they've been <laughs> fine but unchiefs like when compared to last year's start. 34 fewer points, three more giveaways, dropped the yard per play, and Mahomes' passer rating of 88 is behind Jimmy G and Mac Jones. Those are just the facts. Bears literally do not have a defensive coordinator. Head coach Matt Eberflus will be calling the defense. So, Nick? Yeah. Mr. Never a Doubt, yeah. can you guarantee a dynamic performance from the Chiefs Ooh. offense in Patrick Mahomes? No. Y'all don't get it. I tried to say this yesterday. They are practicing. Okay. Okay, listen. I, I am going to say something. Brew is going to call it waving pom-poms. I consider it being totally objective. There are certain teams across sports that have earned the right to be judged totally different than every other team. Mm-hmm. The Lakers in their heyday with Shaq and Kobe. They, it, how they looked the first month of the season was totally irrelevant to what you thought they I'll could be. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the midst of one of, by any definition, the best four-year runs in the history of the sport. Two Super Bowls, three appearances, no bad seasons. There's the, it's not the best four-year run, okay. but it's on the short list mm-hmm. of the best four-year runs. They have earned, in my eyes, maybe not everyone else's, the benefit of the doubt that early in this season, when they have their Hall of Fame tight end coming off an injury, mm-hmm. and they, are, they do not hit the meat of their schedule now, especially if Denver's terrible, really until November, to work on things in games. It's a half-step pass better than a bye, which was just about getting cardio in. This is about... Is Justin Ross going to be our fourth receiver, or is it going to be Justin Watson? Who I don't know if you guys noticed in week one, they started 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire instead of Isaiah Pacheco, which was odd because Pacheco's clearly the better player. That was about determining whether or not Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to even be on the team by the end of the season, in my opinion. They are working on things within the game. And so could they have a dynamic offensive output? Sure. Will I guarantee it? No. Will I guarantee a win? Of course, like everyone at this table would. So that's what I believe the Chiefs are doing, and I think they've earned the right to do that, and I think it's the smartest thing they could do. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, look, there's some truth to that. Yeah. When LeBron was with the Cavs, the second go-round, and they wouldn't have great regular seasons, right, win 50 games or something. You knew how it was going right. to happen. How many so games I, I were in the NBA season? No, that's 82 versus 17. Yeah. Okay. I do, but, Nick, I'm watching these receivers, and I want to yeah. see if they – you're talking about a number four receiver. Do they have a number one receiver or I, a number two, a legit number two? Do you think two? they had a number one last year? No, but they had a legit number two in Juju. And they had a legit number three in McCole Harmon. And I would even in MVS. 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 Okay. But I'm saying I think both of those guys could be number three. So I don't know that they have a legit number two on a on a team. So I I hear you. They're working things out. Nobody's gonna worry about them. Even if they lose, nobody's writing them off or anything. But you do want to see these receivers start to get some separation and catch the ball. Cannot lose this game. Yeah, they, I mean, they could still – if they lose this game, what you saying, they're not making the playoffs? They cannot lose this game. They <laughs> lost to Indianapolis last year. You think they this could lose true. this game? Well, like, I'm it, not saying is, they will. I'm just saying if they did, you if wouldn't they were, If they were to lose, would I think they're going to miss the playoffs? Would you? No, but it's weird. Well, then what – the, the, Because it's weird. It's a certain they lost point. to Indianapolis last year. And two years ago, they started one and two, and everyone said the league had figured out Mahomes. Like, at some point – there, there has to be a there, – there, it should not be considered being a homer to just read the consistent year-end results from a team that has what everyone acknowledges is the best quarterback, best player in the sport, and what everyone acknowledges is at worst the third best head coach in the sport and say we are not going to judge them like a college football team where margin of victory is going to be the most important factor. Well, I, I will say this, and I, I don't think they need to have a great offensive performance, but someone needs to step up. And that someone, in my opinion, assessing what I've seen thus far is Marquez Valdez-Scantley. Okay. He is their most consistent, I agree reliable that. receiver and pass catcher uh, alongside Travis Kelsey. Oh, of course. Like, that's... That, for me, is what you have to focus on, putting him in position to where you are now kind of playing through what he does well. Because we've tried to – I've been high on Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney. These guys, they just have fumbled the ball. Like, we, we can't sit here and continue to give them time and time again, week after week. I get what you're saying. They're going to continue to experiment with that because you're trying to build their confidence – but you also got to win games. Well, and, and in order to do that, you got to have somebody that's going to get it done, and that's MVS. I know we belabor the 20 and 0 prediction, but you did think that they were just going to be like yeah, I think hell bent they on lost excellence. The first game of the year by a point without Kelsey and without Chris Jones. Let's see when they lose again. Let's see. My guess is that they do not, that the next time they have a chance of losing, is in Germany in week eight or nine against Miami, and that they will be rolling. So we'll see. I did think they were going to go undefeated. They lost their first game without their second and third best player by one point. Start Saturday strong. Coming up next. Detroit knocked those boys into experience. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Tale of two quarterbacks, two is undefeated, leads the league in yards, and is the MVP favorite. Russ, yet to win, is relying on Hail Marys to keep his stats interesting. At the start. <laughs> He's got five, five touchdowns. I'm like, yeah, but one. The numbers are, are nice. That's all I'm That's saying. That's what I'm saying. They're relying on Hail Marys. Broncos are six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Here's Russ. Definitely been to the playoffs you know, before. Been, been uh, down 0-2. 
you know, the good thing is, is you got more pitches coming, you know, more games to play. And so um, you don't blink. I think we should always have a fire under us, no matter what anybody's writing, good or bad and different. I think, you know, this game is, uh, you know, it's a physical, fast, fun, challenging game every day, you know, and it's a gift to be able to play in the National Football League. So, you know, I, we don't need anybody writing anything about us to, to motivate us. I, I think that it's, it's already in us. Greg, what's your, what's your issue? I just, he, he didn't even answer the question. First, and, well, it's first a gift before, to play in the National Football no, League. He, That's kind he, of an answer. He, he was asked, you've been in this situation before, down 0-2 and still was on a team that made it to the postseason. He didn't answer that. And then he goes on to say, you know, we don't need any exterior motivators. We don't need people to write about us. We, it's already in us. Yeah, it's in, it's in you because it's your head coach doing it. Like, <laughs> like Sean Payton is trying to motivate you, and it has not worked. He's literally running every bus that he can find over Russell Wilson. And if you listen to that entire presser, Russell Wilson just seems like, I'm just taking it. Like, no, we're fine. We're totally fine. Everything is okay. It is not. It, but this, what would you like which him? Is, because, I mean, would you rather him be in panic mode? No, but at, at least exude some type of fire. He needs, a good, he needs something good to happen. And, I uh, listen, I have been last year when people really believed in the Broncos, I did not. This year when people kind of believed in the Broncos, I did not. I kind of like him this weekend. You do? Really? Yeah, so I think it is a must-win game. Not to step on the must-win wins or whatever segment we do that you bastardized, but otherwise would be fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Miami's defense has been great. They haven't. And uh, yeah, the, have. the, their numbers, like yardage numbers, don't look terrible. But you watch the games, the Chargers kind of got wherever they wanted on the field until that final drive. And then they played a woebegone Patriots offense that moved the ball, you know, when it wasn't turning the ball over with ease. And so for a lot of those reasons, I, and because Denver has, it hasn't been like last year offensively where they just can't move the ball. They have moved the ball actually quite well in the first half of games. You brought up right. the drives inning and touchdowns. And everyone in the world, this sorry, gambling note, everyone in the world is going to have the Dolphins in a six-point tease. I never, that always makes me anxious. I think Denver absolutely can win this game. Mm. I don't know it's about keeping pace with Tua as much as Denver finding a way to win because they are totally desperate and everyone's treating Miami. Tua's talking Super Bowl this yeah. week. Right. So, uh, I think Russ can have a big game and to some degree keep pace with Tua. My I, I don't think, though, I think Miami wins in a shootout. Oh, oh, like, wow. I think Russ will put up numbers because, as you said, all the things you said about their defense. But I, I don't think they'll be able to stop Miami. The, the Denver's defense has not been good. We That's keep talking true. about last year how good it was. Yeah, they're, 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 here's the numbers. I mean, you, you see the difference. And they've gone backwards. They I mean, they, their average, they've scored, it certainly last week, even without the Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. They scored enough to win that game. The defense hasn't been stopped. So I think Russell played well, put up numbers, but Tua will put up bigger numbers, and Miami will win. I don't know how you're stopping Tua. Yeah. The Patriots threw everything at him. He was getting the ball, according to PFF, uh, Ryan Smith. He's averaging 1.98 seconds to get rid of the ball. So the idea of like, well, just pressure Tua. He's going to be nervous in the pocket. Like, no, he's just getting rid of it so fast. That's what he does. He can do anything. Go ahead. So, no, they can beat you any kind of way. They can. It can be a shootout. They can beat you over the top. And then that was the game against the Chargers. And then they completely changed how their approach was on offense against Bill Belichick and that defense. And just said, you know what? We're just going to get the ball out of his hands and just methodically well, so move the ball. And they can run the ball. And, and, and what's crazy is I've never. I don't think this will sustain, but Tua right now leads the league in two categories that usually are diametrically opposed. Fastest time, ball out, mm -hmm. and longest depth of it's target. Wild. Yeah. So those it's two things usually, if you get it out quick, it's short down. stuff. If you're holding on to it long, but it's I've never seen that, which means it's probably not sustainable, but it does show how dynamic they've been. I just think this is a tricky spot for them. Tricky little maybe trap game spot. Oh, interesting. Against a desperate Broncos. Really hot. I'm just trying to be right. No? Okay. Patriots Jets no next. No pom-poms over here. No, you're right. <laughs> Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. 
All you need to do is sign up on FoxSports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on FoxSports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Let's turn our attention to America's team. Team of the century has been on the ropes 0-2. Last time the Patriots were 0-2 was 2001, and it was rough. Ended up winning the Super Bowl. Patriots have beaten the Jets 14 times in a row. Nick, what's on the line if somehow... My worst nightmare happens, and the Patriots lose this game. All right, so listen, I think the Patriots are going to win. I can't imagine they lose this game. But if they do, this is Belichick's Waterloo. This what does is that the, mean exactly? Well, that's the end of Napoleon. Oh, the end of one of the most, you know, the greatest generals and mm-hmm. leaders in history. He lost it there, and then he was exiled off the coast of Africa. If you'd like more we history, we can up. do that after the show. <laughs> wild, wild. Oh, on the call, I called it as Waterloo, and Wild said, you don't even know what that is. And I said, okay, just in case you do that, I'll be ready, buddy. Um, and so, uh, because if they lose this the season's over and while I don't think Kraft wants to move on from Bill I think something like this an 0-3 start losing to Zach Wilson losing to your I don't even want to call the Jets their rivals their little brothers uh is the type of thing where it's like okay it might be time and so that to me that's what that's what's on the line I don't think there is any coming back for this season if they lose this game and if this is a terrible season you've talked about whether or not this is the end for Bill. There's been a lot of speculation. So when Waterloo, you mean like he'll be on his way to getting fired at some point? Uh, you know, a, a nice statement at the end of the year. Mutual parting of ways. Wow. Like, you know what I think it is, Brew, to have a baseball analogy? It's like Willie Mays stumbling in center field with the Mets. That's it, right. It, it didn't, he didn't retire the next day. But it's like, wow, the most, one of the most graceful, graceful baseball players of all time is doesn't look anything near what he used to be. Mm-hmm. And if we beat this team 14 times in a row, and you got Zach Wilson there, you should That's totally it. own this team. If we lose and start 0-3 and don't make the playoffs again, I mean, I'll hold out hope that we can sink the playoff. But that will be the moment, like, oh, that's our Willie Mays stumbling moment. Okay, I get it. I mean, you guys expected more from the post-Brady Patriots than I did. I, I think Belichick – Great coach, all-time great. Call him the GOAT. You can't take anything away from what he's done. And many of the great coaches of all time, Tom Landry, for example, Don Shu, they ended their careers badly, didn't win a lot, right? And they lost great players and didn't win. I don't expect Belichick to win. I didn't expect him to win with Cam Newton a few years ago. And so I'm not surprised at this. I think This what, weekend or in general? No, in general, okay. I didn't expect him to win. But I think what this weekend, if they lose, I think Belichick – We'll have to search his soul and say, wow, I, I'm going to have to coach you. Do I want to coach you three more years? Oh, I don't think, that's, that, what it's I don't think take. that's an option. That's what it's going to take to pass Don Shula and get the record of all-time wins, 19. And I think they want him to do it in a New England Patriots uniform. I don't know if there's that much hat, patience. Whatever. I think there's more patience in the Broussard household than the Kraft household. The, what does Kraft expect from the Patriots? They're, they're done winning. He does. Done. But I, okay, right. you might believe that. He certainly doesn't. No. Kraft certainly doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't. And, and you guys are all right. Like, but what you said about it's the why this is so important. And it is because the Jets are coming to the table with Zach Wilson. That's right. If, if Aaron Rodgers were their quarterback, although losing to the Jets will still sting, it wouldn't feel, it the, wouldn't same. feel the same. But because now Zach Wilson is at the helm for the New York Jets and you know what it's looked like over these last few years of just pure dominance, you can't let that young man. And I'm not – this is not – I know it sounds like it's just a shot at – at Zach Wilson, okay. but this is this is the reality of what they're looking at right. in Bill Belichick. They should be able to confuse it. It's like, yes. look, if you can't I, do that you. with that guy at quarterback, it's it's starting to go downhill. But if if that if he they get beat, are you actually going to think Belichick has lost his fastball? Well, I think I already think that. The question is, like, can his changeup get people out? I mean, I already think he's lost fastball. I mean, he still does really? cool stuff. The pump block or the field goal block was unique. Yeah. I liked it. He's still, but I, but also sure. Wilds. There's one of the, so after the 
I don't remember when I said it, but it was last week, I think, when I said I have three types of takes, immediately right, eventually right, and laughably wrong. Yeah. I had a Patriots take a year ago that you thought was Category 3, laughably wrong. I think it's going to turn out to be Category 2. Let me show you something. Here's the Patriots post-Brady, before and after that stupid no-pass game. Yeah. Before, they were the one seed yeah, at that moment. I remember. Since then, when Belichick had a game where I'm going to show the whole world I'm still the most brilliant football mind. Things were actually going pretty well post-Brady. Sure. Since then, not so much. And his quarterback, who he spent a first-round pick on, here's him before and after that game. Before that, looked like you didn't have Tom Brady, you didn't have the baby goat, but you had a good quarterback. Since then, not so much. Yeah. That, th that post-Brady era really does take a fork in the road in that game they beat the Bills by trying to play 1950s football. And it might be a correlation, not causation. Yeah. But well, Lambie, he that, brought in a, Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I respect the research on it, but I disagree. What do you think's happened to him? Well, I think you hit the rookie wall. Eventually, in the year one, you hit the rookie wall. Year two, we brought in a defensive coordinator yeah. for an offensive coordinator. And this year, it's the turnovers. So that does sound like, unfortunately, a lot Mac of excuses. Jones hit from, the rookie wall? Yeah, Mac Jones hit the rookie wall. No, quarterbacks don't hit the rookie wall. Oh, Mac Jones did. <laughs> it's not a quarterback thing. It's it, not a, it, yeah, no. rookie wall. It, it, they don't marry with quarterbacks. No. It's his first time ever. Upset <laughs> alert. Coming up. Are you ready? Greg, that was almost mean. playoffs are near and you know what that means Alex yep flipping bats will be staying up late and having all the fun from breaking down the most important stories and games nobody's done what he's doing nobody not even Babe Ruth to interviewing baseball's biggest stars I felt like I was pitching more stress I was trying to be so perfect no one covers America's pastime like us so as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox please make sure to listen follow and subscribe to flipping bats with Ben Verlander and me Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, welcome back to the show. It's Friday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for a segment so hot that we recommend you watch it while wearing oven mitts. It's upset alert. So far, Broussard has accurately called two upsets, both against his hometown Bengals, which I personally wouldn't do. Will the trend continue? We'll find out in one second, but we'll start with Greg Jennings. Greg, take it away. Well... I got the Tennessee Titans over the Cleveland Browns. Wow. And the reason why is because the Browns, they have an identity crisis right now. They don't know who they are. I think they know they're not you know, a team. They, you lose <laughs> Nick Chubb. Obviously, you're a running team, but you got Deshaun Watson, and nothing that you've done has been working. Are you going to go to the spread to go back to what he was thriving out at in Houston? Or are you going to stick with the run? You brought in Kareem Hunt. One thing we do know is that Mike Vrabel is coming to town with his lunch pail and his hard hat. <laughs> you know that they're going to run that ball. And you know that they're going to establish that run and then use play action off of that run. Mm. And then they're going to stop your run if you try. So this is why I got the Titans wow. outright, Nick. Out outright. That's, well done, I like sir. that. That's, outright. That's not an alert. That's an upset pick. And what I'll tell you is I like that a lot. Vrabel as an underdog is a covering machine. I know you're picking them out, right? Not just against the spread. Also, I really like the the good coach, bad coach for upset alert. Vrabel is, in my opinion, one of the six best coaches in the sport. Stefanski's nowhere close to that. Mm. I think that's a I think it's a pretty sharp pick. I worry about Tannehill at all times, but at this point, Tannehill's played better than Deshaun this year. So, yeah. You know, and and, and yeah. we'll see how they look without Chubb. I like that pick personally. Okay, here's Brew, Brew. Is, who is hot. Brew's hot. It's his segment. Very it should hot. be. Well, um, I have, as you said, Wilds, I've been picking against one of my hometown teams, and it's one it's of, been good for one me. One of my hometown teams. I mean, I've got a lot of hometowns. Um, but the Bengals this week, 
I've got the Rams beating them You're again. You're picking I'm the Bengals again. I'm picking again. against the Bengals, the Bengals the third time. All, that's all he, he does. keeps fading the you Bengals. see, who they? Who they? McVay's Rams top the Bengals. Um, look, the, first of all, the Rams and Nick, I, I think we all were wrong about the Rams. I'm not saying they necessarily going to make the playoffs, but they look good. They beat pounded Seattle, the good Seattle team. <laughs> and now, last week they looked good, yeah, even losing to San Francisco. And I, I don't think Burrow's playing, and I don't think he should play. I know he's holding out hope day-to-day, all that. I think they need to rest him. If it, even if it costs them this season, we hope wow. that's not the case. I know they certainly won't admit that that would be the case, and they shouldn't. But if it has to cost you this season, get that guy 100% so it doesn't end up costing you next season as well. So I, I, I'm assuming Burrow will not play and the, and the Bengals will not beat the Rams if he doesn't play. Greg, if it was your call and Burrow was less than 100%, suppose he was the same Burrow we saw at the end of the game last week, would you play him? No. No. They, this, this team has been here before. You have an opportunity of stretch a window, three-week window, where you were two and five, two and three last year to start the season. You got obviously the Rams, the Titans, and then Arizona. You can rest him and still find yourself at two and three. So you, can rest so, him for so you one think they'll beat the Rams without? Well, he's saying split Rams and Titans yeah, and one then of, beat the Cardinals. Yeah, one and of the, these games you got to get. And if you listen, I fully believe they should rest him. I, by the way, I do think they not not to go. Against they your wouldn't pick. be favored. I, I, if, if, I, I'm shocked that they're favored. Without him? Well, what I mean, they listen, Burrow's it was six and a half. It moved to two and a half is what they're saying. I think the I don't think Vegas really believes in the Rams, and it's a long trip, and there's a lot of factors there. But what I would, what I would argue is for the Bengals is very simple. If you go into the playoffs with a compromised Joe Burrow, your chance of winning the Super Bowl is the exact same as if you missed the playoffs. Zero percent. So your only goal for the next month should be do what you have to do to get Burrow fully healthy. If that knocks you out of the playoffs, listen, it sucks, but it's no different than if you are still technically alive in the playoffs. But you guys saw Burrow hurt himself in the end of the the Mm -hmm. Ravens game, the one time he tried to go escape where he actually was like, oh, crap, I got to run, and he re-aggravated the calf. So even if you just set aside the scary Achilles potential, Mm -hmm. he has to be 100% or as close as a football player can be for you to have a chance. So I sit him for the next month. You have a bye after that. And then say, can our team go 2-2 and and we're 2-4? and Can they somehow go 3-1 and without him? And then we're in really fine shape if he's healthy? That's what I would do. I like your pick. The, for for a lot of these reasons, but and, and by the way, McVeigh. Anytime it's the coach against the protege, because you know Zach Taylor was a yeah. McVeigh guy. Yeah, yeah. I like the original coach. Just quickly for, to stay here for a second, the Patriots just signed Will Greer off the Bengals practice squad, so they were left with Burrow and I forgot the name of their backup. Brown, Jake Brown. Brown, yeah. And then they signed another guy. Oh, they did sign. Would you dress Burrow or like, no man, show up Kelsey style, just put a towel around your neck? Burrow and is on the shelf. Yeah, on the shelf. You can't. Chris I also, Jones style. By the way, sweet. Yeah. I think the Patriots did that to screw the Jets. Oh, screw the Jets. Yeah, I think they expect that Zach's going to be so bad this week, the Jets are going to look for a quarterback, and they're like, you can't have the backup everybody wanted. Will Greer, we're going to take We also want him to bring the Cowboys playbook. Well, oh, yeah, a little double dip. We have the, you bring your Cowboys playbook, screw the Jets, we'll cut you in two All right, weeks. this is what everyone's waiting for. After an 0-2 start, yeah, people are like, cowardly. I didn't go cowardly. You picked the one-point underdog. Doesn't matter. It's just what I feel in my heart. <laughs> a lot of people say, Wilds, why do they call you the Puxatani Phil of football? Is it because you're covering the fur and living a log? And I say, no, that's just a coincidence. It's because I can predict the future. Today's pick, Commanders, Frisky Commanders, excuse me. Might have to edit that out. Frisky Commanders over Ooh. Josh Allen and the Bills. And I know you're thinking, Josh Ooh. Allen. Didn't he just win Offensive Player of the Week? Drop yeah. the banner. Yeah, he did. No, Against the Raiders, who have the NFL's lowest pressure rate at 22%. How are the commander's pressure rate? Well, pretty good. So just when you're thinking about this game, think about if Josh Allen was playing the Cowboys defense, because that's what it basically is. Tied for first in sacks with the Cowboys. QB hits, first pressure rate, pressure percentage, third. But Wilds, come on. Sam Howell versus Josh Allen. That's just like light years apart. It is. 
<laughs> Not according to these statistics. Passer rating, well, that's Howell. How about yards per pass? Howell. Touchdown interceptions, I would take Howell. How about deep balls? Still Howell. Passing yards per game, Josh Allen got it. And then finally, I like to throw in a you know weird reason. It's a yeah, wild soft card reason. reason. Yeah. Soft reason you call it? I call it wild card reason. Reason number one, I, and I, I just took this from Peter Schrager, so I'm giving him a shout out. The old Biennemi versus Sean McDermott. Oh, little Bills Chiefs matchup. The enemy's like, you know what? I got something in store for you, Sean McDermott, that you haven't quite seen. Andy Reid wouldn't let me do it, but now I'm going to do everything with Sam Howell. <laughs> and the final wild reason wet game. Yeah. Oh, it's windy and wet. You. I was waiting for you to bring it. Windy this one. and wet. Now, if I picked the Bills, I would just come on here, be 100% honest with you, and be like, windy and wet favors the Bills. But I think windy and wet. <laughs> no, Josh Allen favors... didn't like the bad elements. That's why they wanted them to put a dome on their new stadium in Buffalo. Yeah, was, That's but... a good take. Well, well, of course it's a good here's take. The and thing. you dislike Josh Allen. That's here's it. the thing. This is <laughs> easy. These are all good reasons. And you're getting an undefeated team at home catching almost a touchdown. Come on. Unfortunately, oh come on! Here's the thing, Wilds. You had three awesome possibilities to break your own upset alert curse. Brew, why did upset alert become a staple I of this show? I flirted with something why, very dangerous. Why did we create a Kevin Wild sizzle reel like he was someone like yeah, a high was, school quarterback he prospect? He was incredible. It was because he was picking massive underdogs. You were. This, this is still an underdog. This week, touchdown. you had fast. as a greater than touchdown underdog. You could have picked against the prince who was promised. Thought about it. You would have liked that. Thought about it. As a double-digit underdog, you could have picked against the Chiefs, which you wanted that. to do. And on Tuesday, you basically told the audience you were going to pick the Cardinals. I flirted. And now you're just going with a six and a half point. Oh my God! You want to give me credit for anything? team. <laughs> Uh, okay, now you're on the commander's bandwagon. No, I'm just telling I you. I was going to. You pick wanted to break the, the curse. The upset alert gods would have smiled more fondly upon you really taking a big swing like Here's the old the thing. Kevin Wilde. Here's the thing, just to the audience game. quickly before we get yeah. to Nick's picks. Yeah. Which, by the way, you can pick anything you want. You don't have to tell me to pick. You got your own little carve out <laughs> yeah. in my segment. Our Bruce segment. segment. <laughs> Our segment, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Cowboys Cardinals. I'm not saying it's a fireball. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Cowboys, Cardinals, Greg. You've let, can I, I know uh, I'm cutting the time on Nick's picks here, but it's fine. Wilds has let the YouTube comments go to his head. He is so obsessed with his national image now. He doesn't want to take big swings. Doesn't want you know what? I just I, did. I'm very. I just said Cowboys, Cardinals. He, what, he just. All right, time now. I didn't pick up the same in the game. Time now for Nick's picks. The turnaround starts now. First week, 0-3. Not good. Second week, 1-2. Not great. The Bengals have screwed me. The Giants won but didn't cover. Thank God for Mike Tomlin. But you see, last year, we had an awful start as well and did great. Here we go. We're taking three bad quarterbacks this week. Denver, six and a, catching 6.5 at the Dolphins. Sean Payton, 50-30-2 against the spread as an underdog. All the sharp money is on Denver, and Denver has had its moments while Miami, I think, is due for maybe a bit of an offensive hiccup game. I'm not saying Denver wins outright, even though I think they can, but six and a half is too many points. Next, Mike Tomlin is a dog. I will just bet him every time he's he an really underdog. He did this. He has been the most, yeah, and it won. He has been the most profitable underdog coach in NFL history. He's mm. also one of the best coaches in football, going up against one of the worst coaches in football on Josh McDaniel. Lastly, I think the Pittsburgh offense might be just a touch better than we think in this regard. Played the Niners defense and then the Browns defense weeks one and two. Now they get the JV version. They get the Raiders defense. And also in Vegas, Steelers fans are going to be there. They might have the actual home field advantage mm. in that game. Pittsburgh plus two and a half. And then the only favorite I'm going with. New England oh, playing two and a half. I don't like ah. this at all. Against the Jets. It's as simple as Bill Belichick, Robert Sala. Absolutely. Also, Mac Jones is a favorite, 11 and 7 against the spread as a dog, 3 and 12. So he can't cover as an underdog, but as a favorite, he typically does. And since Brady left, New England against the spread against, I'm sorry, New England against the spread against the Jets, 
five and one against everyone else 12 27 and one so for all those reasons i like the patriots three picks pittsburgh plus two and a half denver plus six and a half and the patriots laying two and a half that's a three and oh week get us back on track i don't like that you said you had what? Th- you were picking three bad quarterbacks and then you talked about mac jones that wasn't very nice at all dion <laughs> I'm Oregon. An upset. That wasn't even a joke. That was serious. <laughs> you picked the steel. Number 19, Colorado heads into Eugene on Saturday to play number 10, Oregon. Buffaloes are 21 and a half point underdogs, partly because they'll be without Travis Hunter, partly because Oregon is the second-ranked offense in the country and has the fifth-best passing offense. Nick, how surprising would a Colorado upset be? It would be very surprising, but it's obviously doable. This is the exact situation they found themselves in in week one. Now, they did have Travis Hunter. Mm -hmm. I understand that, and that's a big difference. But they were 21-point underdogs on the road, and I would say there was less belief in this team then than there is now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And they got to follow the exact same script, by the way. Uh, they got it. If you if you like Colorado went outright, might as well bet the over as well. Even though the over is seventy, the total is seventy because it has to be it has to be forty five, forty two or higher. Like they are not you. The stops have to come in the form of turnovers. Mm-hmm. You have to have essentially no penalties, mm-hmm. and you've got to score damn near every time you touch the ball. I do not believe Colorado can stop Oregon. I think that they're going to ha- again. They're going to have to force some turnovers and maybe a missed field goal or two by Oregon. Uh, they're just going to have to keep up with them and make it a track meet. And Shador is going to have to have Brew a legendary game. And by the way, he did that. Everything I just described is what happened against TCU. He threw for 500 yards. They were huge dogs. They had the, in my opinion, the biggest play of the game, the Travis Hunter pick at the goal line, yep. which took seven points off the you know score. Yep. And I think that's so I don't think it's impossible, because I do think offensively, because I know Bo Nix is going to be an NFL player. He is not in Shador's class. Shador, they have the best player, the best quarterback on that's the field right. by a decent margin. So if you have the best quarterback, you got a damn good coach. You got a real shot, but you're going to have to score every time you touch the ball. I got Colorado winning. Outright. Wow. Outright. Yes. Just, just flat yes. saying it. Flat outright. Look, Oregon didn't impress me against Texas Tech. I mean, they pounded Portland true. State and Hawaii. Okay. okay? Time out. So, Colorado wasn't impressive last week. I think I don't think they took Colorado State lightly because Definitely all the not. talk. Mm-hmm. But I think they thought, we're going to roll these dudes. That's true. And they get out there and all of a sudden it's a game. And now, you know, they, they, they did what they had to do to win. Shadur, I do think, is going to have a tremendous performance. I think he loves the bright lights. Obviously, he got that from his father. But he also, I think, is starting to think, I'm sure he's probably thinking, I want to win the Heisman. All right, and these games and his Heisman matter. odds are shockingly Yeah, bad. I mean, they obviously got to win. Well, I think people don't expect them to win enough games, which no, I get. No, that's right. No, that's but right. But I think he's looking at it like – and Travis Hunter obviously is phenomenal. Didn't have a touchdown catch all year. Mm-hmm. So they got – they still have weapons. Um, oh, I think I, And I think all the pressure – Yeah, I agree. All the pressure is on Oregon. And, and, I, and I think Colorado State's players, because of Deion – relish the big game. And I think Oregon's players, surprisingly because of the schools and, you know, the rankings, I think they probably, if anybody's going to be a little tight, I think it's going to be Oregon. See, and that's why I feel like they have a chance for sure. I don't know if they win outright. I I don't know. I I think they definitely have a chance because when this team has been underdogs, they just play with a different type of swagger because they truly believe that no one believes in us anyway with us compiling all these transfers and putting these guys together, how can you even have a competitive team? And they have been able to do this on short order with with Shadour leading leading this team. So for me, I like Colorado because Oregon can't stop them. And if I'm going to pick what we always pick and go with is what quarterback do I trust more? I trust Shadour. Do you buy, I'll ask you, Nick, do you buy – that the underdog mentality, because it's a 21-and-a-half-point spread, can still permeate Colorado, yes. even though they see all the ratings in Foe. 
They see all the social media activity. They see that like multiple shows go to their campus. They're the big game. There's all the yeah, hype. They are the story of college football. So I, it's hard for me to be like, we're still underdogs. That's, that's where I think Dion's work is cut out for him, but it's also work he's totally prepared for. That is the job of the coach. The job of the coach is to make sure no matter how much hype they're getting on campus, Mm -hmm. no matter how much talk they're getting, is to remind them, guys, if we don't play perfect, we lose. You know, and I, you know, and that is where I trust Dion. Like I, I do think we've almost underrated. I don't just the generic, almost national we, Dion's actual coaching. Like, we, there's been so much talk about the recruiting, mm-hmm. the charisma, the almost, you know, power of personality. The fact that this guy was, as a player and at each place, a technician. And is really on, it's Saban talked, I don't know if it was Saban talking about it. It was Joel Klatt talking about how Sanders is like Saban. In that these practices are hard right. and long. The and they're coach. running in old school. And all, I really, I... I hope Colorado wins if for no other reason than no matter what, Colorado-USC is going to be unbelievable. But if Colorado wins this game, Caleb versus Shador in Colorado is the we got we got Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence for a national title. Three years ago, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. We there. Is, I don't know if you guys remember Deshaun Watson yep. at his near apex against Lamar. Yep. the year yep. Lamar won that the Heisman. Was a great one. And I even if Colorado loses, Caleb versus Shador is still pretty dynamic. But if if Caleb, I'm sorry, if Shador has an unbelievable game, and he gets to play Caleb and say, okay, you're going to go number one no matter what. But I can plant my flag in the ground and say I'm the best quarterback in college football. Like, he can say that, even if it's, he's not. You know what I mean? He can say that. So, I'm uh, yeah, super excited uh, for that possibility. I agree with that. Okay. And I, I think – I don't know that he'd be ready to concede number one. Caleb's going. Caleb? He goes – no. Have you not do. seen Mahomes Mountain? He's just saying. Monday morning headlines. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mahomes. Greg, great job this whole week. Well, it's time where we reluctantly lift our ban on puns and encourage Brew to flex his unfortunately never atrophied headline muscles he built while spilling ink for some of the finest newspapers in the country. Yes, it's time for Monday morning headlines. Nick, you are the opening act, followed by me, and then the main event. So I'll go quick, because everyone's here for Brew. Uh, So, you know, two can play the have fun at the other one's expense game. Maybe a little doubt? Josh Allen back to his turnover ways You're back with in me. a sloppy like game in Washington. Ooh, Storm Ophelia like coming. That. It's going to be rainy. I think it's going to be a tightly contested game. Josh makes some mistakes. And so never a doubt, not so much. You, Maybe a little doubt. Do you like the commanders winning outright? I like the commanders plus alert? the points. I liked them more winning outright before you put your Malokia of the upset alert on it. You've got to get rid of that by actually picking a huge it's dog. It's almost a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, okay, for my upset alert. For your upset sa- alert? Sorry, for my Monday morning headline. The sad end of a, a first things first favorite segment. No more moral victories. Patriots win actual game. <laughs> oh, oh, we have some Wow. We're going to win the actual game, wow. so we're not expecting to have moral victory Monday. If you love the segment, tune in the following Monday when we play the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. I got to give you guys some credit. Now the some main tough event. acts to follow this week. Here we go. Here we go. You know I picked uh, the, the, well, the this Rams. is not my upset yeah. alert. This no. is Baltimore winning again. Here we go. Haterade. Fueled by FTF haters. Nick and Wilds. We, Lamar and Ravens continue to roll. We hate Lamar. How, we you, have Lamar you guys, in the playoffs. You, you, Nick did not have him in the playoffs. I do, I like Lamar. Do you? Yes. I don't think you have him in the playoffs. Haterade. That's right. Haterade. That is from Wilds and Nick. No. <laughs> that is the motivation. Okay, I guess so. It's not supposed to be you an get insult it? to Haterade. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I always get it. <laughs> okay. That's it for us. Speak is up next. We'll be here at 3 o'clock on Monday. Shout out, Ocho. You sent me a very nice text today. Oh! Have a great show, Not to me, so. (laughs) 